As we begin this season of Lent, we know that it's a time of preparation, a time of preparation most especially for those who will be uh, coming into the Catholic Church at the Easter Vigil, those who will be being baptized or those confirmed and converting into the Catholic faith. But it's also a time of preparation for all of us as we prepare to celebrate Jesus's what? His triumph victory over sin. His death on the cross, yes, but also his resurrection. And what does this symbolize? Now, more than a symbolize, what's the reality? What's the truth? Is that Jesus is the victor over sin. That Jesus is the victor over the evil one, over Satan. We hear about this already today in our gospel passage. Here we are in Mark chapter 1. Once again, it feels like I've been saying this the last couple weeks, but now as we begin the season of Lent, once again we encounter Mark in this year B, liturgical year, and we jump in Mark chapter 1, verse 12. But actually, we need to go back a little bit. We need to go back to Mark chapter 1, verse 4. And what happens in Mark chapter 1, verse 4? Well, let's go back there. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness. Another interpretation. John the Baptist appeared in the desert, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. There's John the Baptist, the prefigure, the prophet before the Lord, pointing out we must repent Repentance of sins. We've jumped to verse 9 through 11, right before our gospel today. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens opened and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son, with, who, with you I am well pleased. So Jesus is baptized by John the Baptist. There's a whole other homily that we're not going in today, by the way, about why Jesus was baptized and, and why John must have done it. But I want to point out today is that the Spirit also appeared. And the Spirit descended like the dove. And so when we get to our gospel today, we hear what? The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert. Another interpretation. The Spirit immediately drove Jesus out into the desert. And he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts and the angels ministered to him. There is so much there. So much. We're going to try to dive into a little bit today, but it's important to remember, the Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert. What else do we hear about driving out? What else do we hear as well about the desert? We can go all the way back to Genesis and Adam and Eve, and that they are driven out of the Garden of Eden. 
So we see that. Where else do we hear about the desert, most especially? Well, the Israelites. The Israelites who are enslaved in Egypt. The Passover, once again, the Passover, all the symbolism going on, but this Passover meal, the Passover, everything happening, and then they go out into the desert. Now what happens in the desert for the Israelites, by the way? They turn away from the Lord. They turn away from God. They give in to temptation. As Moses goes up to write the Ten Commandments, what does he come back to? The golden calf. So they're turning away from the Lord. So we see this. We see the connotation of the number 40 as well over and over again. The Israelites being in the desert for 40 years. And even the desert, what does that symbolize? You know, I think now we, we think of the desert, yeah, it's kind of a scary place, but we have modern technology, it's not that bad. But in the Old Testament, especially in Jesus' time as well, and even after Jesus, the desert is a very harsh place. We know this to be true. But also spiritually, the desert, that is known as the devil's territory. This is where Satan reigns. This is his area. Not Jerusalem, not the promised land, but the desert. And so the Spirit drives Jesus out into the desert immediately. Because what is Jesus doing? Yes, we know he's going to be tempted for 40 days, but he's bringing the battle to the evil one. I love this. Jesus is going out to take on the evil one. He's not playing defense anymore, right? Let's use a sports analogy, right? We're going to your court and we're going to take you on. This is what Jesus is doing. He is going on the offensive. Why? Why is he going on the offensive? Because he loves us. Because he's taken on our humanity. And he doesn't want us anymore to be separated from him. And so right away, in Mark's gospel, he goes and takes on Satan. Who is Satan, by the way? Satan is a translation of the, the adversary, the one who wants to take us away from God. And so God goes and takes on the evil one. And throughout Mark's gospel, throughout all of the gospels, what do we see? Jesus taking on the evil one over and over and over again. And what happens for Jesus over and over and over again? He wins. He is the victor. Praise God. The victor over what? The victor over sin and the victor over death. But when he goes out into the desert, he's not going out there in this temptation. The other biblical accounts, of course, from Matthew and Luke go into all the different ways that Jesus, that Jesus is tempted by the evil one. But Mark's account simply says he was tempted. He was among the wild beast, and the angels ministered to him. But he goes out into the desert, not with lightning flashes and weapons. He goes out and frail humanity, and he wins. He wins.
He doesn't give in like Adam and Eve did, like the Israelites did. He stands up to the evil one, and he is victorious. And the desert is victorious over and over and over again. And so what is he doing? He is leading us, his people, once again, that image of the Passover. He's leading us out of the slavery of sin into the promised land. And so as we enter into this season of Lent, what are we called to do? I am not saying tonight we say, Satan, I'm going to take you on. We don't need to do that. Jesus already did. But we know that we're going to be tempted. We know that temptation is part of our life. So how do we battle against this temptation? Well, it's the same way that Jesus did. In our frail humanity, we repel the enemy how? Through prayer and perseverance. But also realizing that we are not alone, that God is with us us, that he is the victor, always going before us and always with us as well. There's one other thing we're able to do. You see, as we come to Mass, if we're Catholic, we've received the Eucharist, what does it enable us to do? That we're not fighting the evil one just in our frail humanity, but that we're fighting the evil one sharing in God's divinity. He not only goes before us, he is with us on this journey of life, a journey hopefully leading to that eternal homeland. So today as we reflected on this beautiful image of Jesus taking on the evil one, we also must celebrate, celebrating knowing that he is the victor And he is always there for us. So in those times of temptations, those times of afflictions, not to be afraid, but instead call on the Lord. Call on him, the victor over sin, the victor over death. Praise God.